In this episode of the Unfold the Soul, Bless His Heart Leadership Podcast, there are times when a teacher's going to push all the chips to the middle of the table to see if you're going to call or fold. Girl, he reads from these journals he kept when he was a principal. Uncut and uncensored, putting all his business in the street. The podcast, Bless His Heart. The name, Ken Williams. Let me give you fair warning. Every once in a while, I come across a journal entry that literally hits me so viscerally that it takes me back to, in this case, 2006. So I'm warning you right now that uh, some of the language might be colorful. As I was just thinking about the talking points, I was uh, dropping cuss words on the paper. So just giving you a fair warning. Let's get to it. Overall, an awesome day. Started with our weekly town meeting, which was the standard presentation until I noticed my beautiful wife was the back of the gym. She decided to surprise me with an impromptu visit. It was lovely, even though I wish she'd come last week because we had shit going on in town meeting last week. Nevertheless, it was still awesome and it made my day. And I needed it because that afternoon I was faced with two difficult meetings with staff members. One regarding a written reprimand for what I consider mistreatment of a student. I I watched this teacher once again yell at a student and then she snatched the student aggressively by the arm of the jacket. What gnawed at me, aside from the act, was the fact that she elected to carry this out knowing full well I was there. She knew exactly where I stood on how children are talked with and treated. And she made sure to let me know how she felt about those directions right there in front of me, almost thumbing her nose in a sense. Well, I felt an obligation to address the issue. I needed to confront issues and behaviors that go against our mission and vision. I proceeded to write her up and met her regarding the issue because of the culture that existed at the school for the past couple of decades, I'm sure she was completely shocked. All right, baby, let's unpack it. I can't stress to you enough how visceral this stuff is i mean even preparing for this part of the podcast for the past 45 seconds i'm back in 2006 asking myself okay did i send mixed messages uh did i somehow send a message that it was okay to abuse students was it about me that i mean i'm back there it's 15 years later and i'm back there but that shit pissed me off it just uh, the act itself and then my ego like she was just like fuck you I just did it anyway <laughs> I just alright stay on task man. stay on task so here's how you know I I look back on it and I I, I process it I really did ask myself these questions and I, I think I've mentioned them in other podcast episodes, I have this set of six questions. I call them Leadership's Reflective Eye, and it's the capital I, you know. It's a way for leaders to look in the mirror all the time. It's a way to keep um, keep you in your most powerful space 
because if you can take responsibility for the shit happening, for the hell breaking loose, it doesn't matter whether you're directly involved or not. If you can own it, that means you then can summon the power to change it. So every anytime things went wrong, like an issue like this, of course, I was upset with the adult who committed the infraction, you know, mistreating the student. But then my next thoughts are these. What have I done or not done to cause this situation? What have I said or not said to cause this situation? What have I confronted or not confronted to cause this situation? And while there have been times in my career where, you know, I wasn't as direct or I was more concerned about people pleasing and, you know, likability and my approval rating more than I should have been. Even 15 years ago, I know where I was and I, I confronted issues there. I was already, I already had experience as a principal. I knew I was walking into the Hot Mess Express. And while I was and have always been a relational principal, I, I'm okay with addressing the elephant in the room. You know, I've, I've had issues. You've heard podcast episodes about this staff member before around these same issues. So I really did some reflection on my part and I could not come up with anything, any messages I was sending that would make this okay. Because that, again, that's where I start. Second place I go is here. And it reminds me of uh, parenting. And, you know, we have two wonderful young adults now, and they were pretty well-behaved kids. And not a whole lot of, like, uh, you know, public embarrassment or public tantrums. I mean, we just didn't have that. And neither my wife and I were raised that way. I mean, my mother, she would tear my ass up. If I tried to show my ass in public, I mean, she would she would one-up me and, and let it be known. And that's the attitude I took. I think we had one incident with our son who kind of showed his ass in a parking lot. And this is before the age of social media. But still, you know, you didn't want to give the impression that you, you know, didn't have your stuff together as a parent. So I say a lot of parents, when kids act up in public, they will take a very docile approach, just trying to just like pour water on the fire, just like get that just not deal with it and I think that sometimes it gives permission to kids to kind of up the ante even more right because they they kind of know you're not gonna you're not gonna match me showing my ass by you showing your ass so they up the ante and um continue to act boisterous and the parent withdraws even more well the one time it happened in our family I decided in that moment if he's bold enough to show his ass out here, I'm gonna be bold enough to respond right here in public, and I did. And I'm not telling you it was the right thing to do, but it never happened again. And I think that's what was happening here in this situation. I believe she, you know, even though I had made clear, even though we've had talks before, even though we've had very awkward talks about these incidents, this kind of stuff was had become just part of the culture before I got there, I think she wanted just to be damn sure I was serious about it. So she pushed again, thumbing it right in my face too. Right in my face. And I had to make a decision. If she's bold enough to go there again with me, 
you know, within sight distance of this, I'm gonna be bold enough to up the ante. So I didn't up the ante in terms of, you know, my discussion with her. You know, I stayed composed, you know, stayed on point as a leader. Up in the ante for me was to take pen to paper, right? To go from the reprimand that stays in school, uh, the conversation that stays between us, the email follow-up that kind of breaks down what we just talked about to something that's going to go in your file, right? This is going to be a part of your evaluation. This is going up the line, you know, whatever the process was in the district, this is going to be an official reprimand. And listen, I, I did not take joy in doing those. I can probably count on a hand and a half how many times I've had to do that in my career. You know, if I compare it to being a teacher, it's like when you have that parent conference and the grade's not where you want it to be and the parent is clearly more concerned about the grade than the student and the parent wants to know, you know, why the grade is what it is and you as a teacher, you're like, I gave this little love. Um, I gave little Jenny 17 different opportunities. And I don't mean just laid them out there and hope she took them. I walked her ass over to the table. I sat the worker in front of her. We did one-on-ones. In other words, you have given her so many, you've been over backwards to provide multiple opportunities. I mean, including directing her steps. And she literally did not take them. And at some point, you've got to let the, you got to let the shit hit the fan. You got to let the chips fall where they may. And that's how I felt about those official write-ups, man. I wanted, I wanted our relationship. I wanted my interaction with you to be enough, right? I, I didn't want to send it up the ladder, but man, when you do this a second time in my face, in my presence, you asking me if I'm really fucking serious about this and I'm going to respond in kind. And I did. And I did. So that was a that that those are really tough decisions to make. Um, the last thing I'll say about this is I was not, am not a super attention to detail person. And I can recall there wouldn't be in the there's nothing you're gonna learn about because this happened in my first principalship where I didn't take pen to paper soon enough. And not only got taken advantage of, but put myself in a really poor position because in my previous principalship, I worked in a district that was uh, pretty union heavy and staff members had protections. And if you needed to document anything, there was a clear process. The T's needed to be crossed and the I's needed to be dotted. There were dates you had to hit. And early on in my career, I was not great at that. And I paid a price for it. So if you're not good at it, get good at it. If you need to marshal help, resources, do so. I got better at it. And I'm grateful that I was better at it at this time. Um, Because, you know, when you're the lowest performing school in the district and the lowest performing district in the greater Atlanta area, and, you know, you've got 18% of your third graders reading at proficient levels, there's going to be some staff movement. And sometimes it's going to be voluntary. Other times it's going to be uh, a mutual decision. 
And then sometimes you're going to have to run some asses up out that piece. And in order to do that, you got to have your stuff together. So I don't want to make it sound like I had it all together at that point. I grew into it through some really, really frustrating experiences where I did not get the job done, did not get the paperwork in, did not start documenting soon enough. And I got burned. And then subsequently, by extension, my staff gets burned, students get burned, community gets burned. So that is what we've got today, baby. I hope it resonates with you. On the next episode of the Unfold the Soul, Bless His Heart Leadership Podcast. Ah, uh, shit. This is a journal entry I would prefer to skip. As always, thank you for tuning in to this episode. Be sure to tune in for the next episode. Please share with a neighbor, friend, or colleague so they too can get a dose of this buttery baritone as I go through my leadership journey, explain how I screwed things up and sometimes got a thing or two right. But in the end, here's the message I want to leave you with. No matter what's going on in your personal life or professional life, when you wake up on the right side of dirt, you playing with house money, baby. You playing with house money. You've been listening to the Unfold the Soul Bless His Heart podcast with Ken Williams. For more information about Ken, visit unfoldthesoul.com.